0: People tend to ask me many questions about how I manage my money, not just how I make it or how I made it in the past, but also how I'm literally managing it right now. And I'll start off by saying I'm not yet one of the most savvy people concerning investing and stuff, because it took me a couple of years to actually get money out of my business and I'm still learning a lot about investing. And I'm also not a financial advisor, so I can't help you out with that. But what I can do today is just... Let you in on three simple things I do to make sure that I manage my money wisely as a millionaire. So let's get rolling. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward Amy Show, the show where we lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. The first thing you actually do is something. I call not being private poor and this is something that I started doing many years ago and that I believe actually helped me become a self-made millionaire at 27 because I always saw while I was growing up many many people In my surroundings who had all of their money in their business but who didn't have any money privately and a lot of accountants recommend this they're like uh, let your money stay in the company don't take too much out of it because it's not good for the value of your company you're gonna have to pay too many taxes on that and I knew about this and financially numbers wise that made sense but a couple of years ago I did decide I never wanted to be what I call private poor where you know that your company is doing really well but that you don't have any money in your private account, because that leads to a negative money mindset, because, you know, your company's doing well, but you feel like you have no funds, and then it also led me to occasionally spending wrongly, I was like, oh, I'll just pay everything with my company card, because I don't really have any money privately, and I just felt like that was off, and that wasn't going to be conducive to making more money, so I call this being private poor for myself, where you have a company that's doing really well, but you don't have any money, and I made the according to a lot of people, dumb decision to always make sure that my paycheck was high enough and that I was actually, you know, paying the VAT and the, in Belgium, the set and all of those things. So I did have money privately and I wouldn't always feel like me as an entity separate from my business wasn't doing well. So that's the first thing. I did is I just decided to skip the whole private poor format, and I do think that made it easier for me to continue to build my company with ease because it didn't feel like my private expenses were fully dependent on uh, my company or having to feel like I couldn't spend any money for three years as I was building it because that was just blocking my mindset. The second thing I do currently is actually I really or I pay attention to my liabilities versus assets. I've talked about that a couple of times. Um, The place I learned about that is actually the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And he talks, I think it's mainly the gist of his book is he talks about what is a liability versus what is an asset. An asset is something that gives you more and a liability is something that actually decreases in value. So last year I invested in a, or I didn't invest. I spent money on a really big liability. Namely I bought a brand new Jaguar. And a Jaguar F Pace, if I'm not mistaken, in British Racing Green with a camel-colored interior. And when I went to buy the car, um, the car salesperson asked me if I was certain that I wanted to spend 5,000 euros on the British ra- Racing Green color because it was such an expensive color, and if I shouldn't just. Purchase a cheaper color. And I was like, I'm sitting here willing to pay this money. I know this is financially stupid, but this is the one thing I actually really, really want. That was for my mindset. I knew really well this is a stupid thing I'm purchasing. Why? Because not like other stuff where when sometimes when you buy something new, it's fine. But when you buy a new car, in my opinion. Um, the moment you drive it outside of the the place where you buy it, it decreases in like 20 to 30% of its value. On top of that, it wasn't even a hybrid. So yeah, financially it didn't make any sense. And I knowingly invest or spent money on a liability. An asset could be something that increases in value. So for example, buying a piece of real estate uh, in a good environment that increases in value could be an asset that actually makes you more money longer term. But I also look at assets as being something that gives you, that are personal assets. So for example, me spending money on my personal trainer is also an asset for me because it makes me healthier, so my return can be higher. Um, Me investing in coaching is for me. Is also an asset because it makes me happier, for example. So I don't just look at it as financial liabilities and assets, but also really as personal stuff. So for example, I spend a lot of money on groceries. Yes, after a couple of days, all of the food has been eaten and it's gone. So you could say that it's not an asset, but it's helping me grow a really healthy Body. So I've really revisited the way I look at liabilities and assets, and I have come to the conclusion after buying the car, after buying Lubutans last year, that I won't be as easily lured into those things anymore. I did it, I tested it out, and if I look at my financials now, I'm still really, really happy with the car, but I don't think I would do it as easily again. Maybe for the car, I would, because every time. I Step into it. I'm just so happy to be sitting in that really really nice car and I use it a lot Um, So maybe I would do it again, but I still think that the price is pretty high for you know for that But the Louboutins I would probably never ever do again. Why because they're also really painful (laughs) So they're pretty but painful. So when I wear them I cannot walk So don't look at them as an asset. They're definitely a liability. I also scraped the red bottom off. Don't know what I did. It was at the Christmas work party. It's the only time except for a photo shoot where I've worn them. And they are a little broken. (laughs) Annalise, my podcast manager, is looking at me like, what did you do with the shoes? (laughs) So I'm probably just going to sell them. I'm going to be honest. Um, Okay, so the Lupitas wouldn't do that. So managing your money, I think it's... it The personal assets, it also has to do with what is worth it to you. Like I said, I for example, I can buy business class tickets to visit my brother in Australia. But I'm not going to buy business class tickets to fly for two hours. Because then I think that that is a stupid amount of money to spend on a short flight where you don't have to sleep. Whereas if you're sleeping on a flight somewhere, I'm going to be much happier and productive and not jet-lagged when I arrive and I was able to sleep. So I've really looked at what is it worth to me instead of just thinking I can spend money on everything. I think you got to be very picky about what is worth it to you. In hindsight, after this entire explanation, apparently my car was worth it to me. But for example, um, the Louboutins weren't. So I won't do that again. And I'll be picky about the stuff I spend money on. I bought a really nice purse last year and I've worn that purse every single day. And I've also been looking at purses that are 10 times as expensive but this was actually already really great so you could buy a cheap purse for 50 euros you can buy a handmade one for between 300 to 600 let's say and then you have the Delvos of the world which are like 4,000 5,000 euros I don't really care about purses I do want to look pretty and I want something that does not break because I am I grew up with three brothers and I am a wild child <laughs> so I bought this purse it's a furla handbag there is not a scratch on it despite the fact that I've been walking around with it for a year and a half. It's true, right guys? It's still really pretty. Yeah. So for me, that was a perfect price point. I invested in quality. It's It didn't break down like some cheaper purses I had, but I also don't care about the logo of a really expensive purse because I don't care about that, but I do care about the car. Maybe you care about the lifelong dream you've had about buying a Louis Vuitton purse, then that might be worth it to you, but it's not to me. I feel like I'm renting. It's okay, because this episode is all about me. (laughs) Um, Liabilities versus assets. AKA don't spend money on stupid shit. uh, Or do it once, but don't continue doing it. Then... Uh, spreading risks is my third one. Yeah, So uh, the way I also like to pay attention to uh, managing my money is uh, not putting everything in one spot. So having different bank accounts. Um, I did invest some money. You could also say, for example, you could say, hey, I want to have some money cash on hand or in a fairly liquid format. Maybe you can invest some money in gold. Just don't make sure you put all of your eggs in one basket. I also would never travel with just one visa card. I would make sure have a couple of cards from different companies if something would go wrong that I know I can still you know fly back home or stuff like that so just spreading your risk spreading your Cash flow, uh, the liquids, this could also be literally spreading the risks in terms of the money that's coming in. So, um, I have different systems where I accept payments. I don't want everything to be coming in in one system because at the beginning of this year, I had over 300,000 euros that was coming in in payment plans and that was all coming in through one provider. If that one provider makes a mistake, I lose. 300,000 euros and now you're thinking but that will never happen. It happens. I had it with the same provider in a different company where we saw that none of the VAT was um, you know went through so we didn't get any of the VAT. Not getting the VAT on an amount of 300,000 euros would be a really big fucking problem. So um, I never assume No, that can't happen. Or no, but then that will be rectified. When shit hits the fan, you can't count on anyone but yourself. And I know that sounds negative. Someone once said that to me, like, I don't trust anyone, not even you. And she was actually, she's married to my godfather. So I was like, well, that's mean. She's like, no, I don't mean it in a bad way. I've just learned that I can't trust anyone. I'm like, okay. And now I get what she was saying. Uh, She's right. You can't trust anyone but you you got to take care of stuff. So you got to make sure your numbers or your cash flow spread out. Spread out your risks. Don't just have one big client. What if that client drops you? Don't just put your cash in one bank account. Don't just have one visa card. What if it gets blocked and all of your systems go down on the day that you have a really big sale coming up? Spread it out. I wanted to say spread your legs, but that's a different episode. So step one of how I manage my money smartly or Maybe you don't think it's smart, but just how I do it as a self-made millionaire. Step one was, I try to skip the whole private poor mentality because it is depressing and unnecessary because the positive mindset will help you to actually make more in the long run. Secondly, pay attention to not spending too much money on liabilities. Invest in assets as much as possible, personal or financial assets. And third, uh, spread your risks. Don't be dependent on other people. Get your own shit together and... Spreading your legs was not part of any of that. Uh, Now, money might interest you, but you might not know where to start. Where I started is I started reading a lot about it, just like with morning routines. I was like, what do millionaires do in the morning? Spoiler alert, they all go for a walk with their dog. (laughs) Uh, I don't have a dog. I wish I could take my cat out for a walk, But my boyfriend disagrees. I bought a leash. I want to take Billy out for a walk. He feels like we shouldn't do it because we shouldn't train the cat to not be afraid of cars. So, so far, I have not gone out on any walks with my cat in the morning. Um, But I did do some other stuff. Like, for example, my morning routine is I drink this really obnoxious green potion. Helps me calm down in the day. I try to not drink coffee first thing in the day. But there is a lot of coffee being drank. And one of the things that actually really, really does help me, and that I could have added as a fourth one here, it's a mindset thing, it is an abundance thing, is working out, just moving your body helps so much. But maybe you're thinking, Amy, morning routines, money, I'm interested, but I'm also afraid because I feel some shame about money. I'm to break through those money blocks, I feel. I've got you because I am actually hosting a money Summit where we're gonna really get you to that next step. Are you fearful of money? We're gonna eliminate that fear Do you not see what the possibilities are for you to make more to make take more control over your financial future? We're gonna fix all of that inside of my money summit where I'm gonna teach you some stuff and Hopefully there will be some guests who are going to teach you some stuff as well. I still have a lot to take care of before the summit starts. But it's actually starting right now as this episode airs. So if you want your seat, go and grab it through fastforwardamy.com forward slash money summit. I've linked it up in the description. It's going to be really great. You're going to walk out like... You got a money makeover done almost. And it's also in the honor of my program, The Money Makeover, that I'm launching uh, this week. So go and grab your seat for The Money Summit through fastforwardamy.com forward slash money summit and feel your money attraction controlling vibes increase from the moment you hit that button. Yes, Amy, I am in. I want to be there. Um, I will have drank less or more coffee during The Summit than I drank right now. No one knows. We'll see. See you there. <laughs>